Sylvester Stallone, a legend. He stopped by my TV talk show to talk about his new TV show, Tulsa King. It's amazing how our paths have crossed over the many years, and now it's come full circle, as you're going to hear. Too much fun. Here we go with one of my favorites, Sylvester Stallone. Thank Good you. to see you. Good to see you. That's really him. <laughs> I, I was saying, what is my back? Oh, my passport. passport. If I have to leave, I, I can do go. not leave without know, that passport. You know, did everyone walk around the passport? <laughs> uh, so many things to talk to you about. So, first okay. of all, I want you to know, in this very room, I did another show, and about in 1987, 88, 89, your mother came in to visit twice. <laughs> Your mother. Is she was, still here? No. <laughs> Mom. No. She's not. And I got to tell you, but get comfy. Get comfy. Okay. And the, she was a, such an outstanding guest and so proud of you and went Thank on you. about you. But she also liked to read people. Do you remember her being Oh, uh, yeah. But she, <laughs> she read people's butts. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a minute. You didn't know that? No. Okay. She just gave me a forecast on my future. Yeah. See, anything from publicity. <laughs> you, you've heard of palm readers. Yeah. All of a sudden, she thought that, wow, your future is really in your butt. <laughs> so she would sit people yeah. on, I'm serious, on Xerox machines and supposedly the pattern. And she goes, <laughs> I said, I refuse to do it. She goes, Harrison Ford did. I go, no, he didn't. He goes, <laughs> Sophia Loren said it. I go, no, they didn't. <laughs> I swear to God, and Gorbachev of Russia, I go, you have to stop, Pinocchio. This is not working. <laughs> but for real. But for real. But for real. Well, That's, she gave me a crystal slide. She said, yeah. She gave me a crystal, yeah. and then she said, uh, she said to me, you know, uh, the guy that you're with right now, I won't tell you who it is because I want to insult him, you're not going to stay with him. I went, how does she know that? <laughs> and, then, and then she says later on in another visit, she said, you know, you're going to write an, uh, an article, and it's going to be about entertainment. And I did. Now, I don't know if she, if it was put it, put it in the future, but, you know, for her... She to, was a really good astrologist. She really yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, she did. She had, she had yeah. a gift for it. Yeah. She did. Then your brother... Oh, no. Frank came to visit me at Chum Radio, and he said, can I shadow you for the day? So I hung out with your brother. No. It was great. That I'm, was in 1987. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, he, he's definitely outgoing. Yeah. It's great. And then I'd met you before because... I was, I went for my first trip to LA, Beverly Hills. I'm in Rodeo Drive. Sure, sure, sure. And I walk into this store, and there's this beautiful woman holding a baby. And I go up to her because I love babies. I go, What a beautiful baby. She goes, It's a little girl. It was Jennifer. Oh, no. And then you turned around and you said, Thank you so much. So that's yeah. when I met you. <laughs> so nice to see you again. That's. I'm telling you, that, that's spooky. I know. It's I like, know. Here we are. Full circle. Yeah. Hey, Tulsa King is so great. Yeah, thank you. you. I mean, I mean, I did not realize that this is the first television series you've ever done. Yeah, yeah. You were in like Police Story and Kojak and making those appearances, right? I did. I yeah. did. 
But I'll tell you, Marilyn, the, the business has changed dramatically. It yeah. really has. Yeah. Uh, you'll find some of the best actors on TV now, you know. <laughs> no, but you do, yeah. because films have, have been radically different. What you see now are the large, what we call bombastic, tentpole movies like Marvel and you yeah. know, big escapism. But if you want to do dramatic films, it's very hard to get the amount of publicity because it's... If you, let's say a movie costs 20 million, you'll spend another 20 on publicity, and a lot of people don't have that. Right. So they make them straight for streaming now. And it's kind of magnified itself where they're now doing fantastic streaming shows like, you know, Yellowstone and so mm-hmm. on and so forth, mm-hmm. that people are becoming addicted to this new way of watching their favorite actors. Do you writers. think that, that lockdown how, how really helped that Oh, long? no question about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it changed right. everything forever. Remember the days when you were uh, uh, a big movie actor, and but you would never appear on TV? Now it's... Never. The, it's changed. Yeah, now you can't get off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, can I come on? Yeah, I kind of thing. Please. So how did Tulsa King come about? I want everyone to... Uh, it happened in a barn, actually. I was... I was... Uh, I play. I write a lot, and actually, I was going to do that if I didn't become an actor. I was going to an equestrian. I just like training horses, and I did that for a long time. And so I'm there cleaning the stall. Next to me is Taylor Sheridan. He's cleaning the stall, and we were participating in a new reigning sport, a Western sport, which is kind of trick riding. Okay. And he was just starting out with it, and we just struck up a conversation, but I had no idea he was a writer. Right. So he was just on the cusp of, of starting to become that. He was an actor, and I go, hey, that's how I started. Yeah. I wasn't a very successful actor, so I thought, okay, what's the next door that right. may be open? That's why I think a lot of times failure mm-hmm. guides you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I agree with that. Okay. So, so that that relationship. Yeah. I, like he wrote Sicario, did he not? He, he was just writing Sicario when yeah. I met him. So, I mean, it was just it triggered something. It's, that's why I think sometimes it's, it's these strange occurrences really sometimes really can change your life. No, yeah. oh, you met someone at a party, or you met someone like you met my wife holding her baby yeah. thing. Yeah, All yeah. of a sudden, yeah. connections happen that normally wouldn't yeah. seem feasible. And then, and then, so with Yellowstone, which he is known for, yeah, the connect. So there was where did that happen? That Tulsa. Well, what it is is that you haven't taken the East Coast meets the West Coast, but you've seen that a lot. Like you saw that it gets shorter, but you haven't seen the gangster go to the Midwest, go to Oklahoma, go to the Badlands, where he's completely alone, and that's the genius of the show is how he now builds a whole new family among virtual strangers that have nothing in common with him, but except they, there's something that, he's called the general, and he's yes. a great organizer, so right. he organized them into this functioning group. Right. And there's a lot of comedy involved. There's comedy, and yeah. then there's, uh, there's some violence. Some good violence. Violence. <laughs> and I think- I've had a lot of practice at <laughs> that. I don't know if you noticed. I don't want to say I don't want to say uh, gangster because I know that's part of the first. But the uh, thing he's not with a, heart, with yeah. heart, right? Because the whole idea, he's not this mafia guy. Matter no. of fact, I'm the only Italian in it. That's what makes it so interesting. Yeah. Is that he's like, eh, I can't even get a pizza out there. I'm completely alone. And so you see him building these relationships with hippies and this and that group. And, it's you know, amazing. It's, yeah, it's really wild. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of not like the, would you, didn't you audition for just The Godfather just for background? How about this? Okay. I've always wanted to play 
a gangster, or even an Italian. I like to play an Italian. <laughs> so I'm in New York. Uh, it's probably about 22 years old. They're casting The Godfather. So I'm standing in line. I go there, and I said, can I be in a background? There's 250 people at the wedding of The Godfather in the first seat. Yeah. I said, I'll stand behind the cake. I won't bother anybody. <laughs> I said, I don't know if we buy you. I said... I don't look Italian, really. <laughs> 30 years later, I hired that same person as an agent. Ah! Well done. So, Hi. you never know. Sly Stallone, Rocky, Rambo, The Expendables, The Suicide Squad. You've had the number one film at the box office in six consecutive decades. Mm. What is that? That's a long time. Yeah, and you're so young. It's so fabulous. So, what, I mean, when you look at that, uh, you know, I mean, it's something to be very proud of, but, I mean, that would have been, as the young slides too long, you go, that, that's no. possible, no, right? No, no, no. Yeah. So, what, what, what is it the stick to What is it? I think it was I, just, uh, uh, you know, there's no formula. It, it, I was talking to Ralph, let me drop a name, Ralph Lauren. Yeah. And, because people always ask how you do it, what's the trick? Yeah. And it's just doing what you sort of naturally do. Like, you don't think about coming to work, it just works, it yes. just flows. That's right. yeah. And you go, people go, what's the secret? <laughs> there is no secret, it's just, I know how to do this. It just yeah. seems to work. And I realized that I was always gonna be taken as kind of a, an outsider. I had the crooked mouth, I had the deep voice, the droopy eyes. I was never going to play the romantic guy. <laughs> it would. So I thought, oh, my first three or four roles, I'm always the mugger. I mugged Woody Allen, I mugged Jack Lemon, I mugged David Carradine, everybody. And I go, maybe the handwriting's on the wall. So when I went to write Rocky, I wrote about a guy who looks like a thug. But inside, he's like a flower. He's gentle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, at yeah. all. And I thought that's the way I could take the reputation or the look yeah. and then show what's underneath that. Yeah. And I tried to add, it's really heart, energy, and humor. Mm -hmm. If you can get heart, that's the most important thing. A lot of writers don't show enough heart. They think it's too sentimental, it's too saccharine. Okay. But it's, it gets you. It gets mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. You know, you sit there and <laughs> I see like... A horse wins. <laughs> Kentucky Derby. I don't know the horse. I don't know anything about him. I don't know about Kentucky. I just go, uh, he did it kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, right. I'm a sucker for upendings. Yeah. I'm a sucker for hope because there's so much hopelessness. That's easy to get. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, in yeah. abundance. Yeah. But once you give up hope, ah, what's left? Mm -hmm. So I've had a many, many arguments. They wanted me to die in Rocky. They wanted me to die in Rambo. I go, Nah. No. He'll limp off into the woods. We don't know what happened to him, but he's not dying. He's not going to die. No, he's not dying. He's not going to die. No, not for me. Um, so when you look back at your younger self and you're, you know, yeah. and you're looking at uh, what's out there in front of you, right. is it just one of those, I'm just going to go for it and see where it lands? Or? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It, it was one of those yeah. things where, do you have anything to fall back on? And yeah. No. no. That, there was really an abyss. There was nothing yeah. there. Yeah. But it's, it's odd. You know, when you're young, you don't think you can fail. You say, oh, you have this, all this optimism. That, I'm going to yeah, do it. That's right. That's I'm going to do it. Yeah. And perhaps when you get older, you get more beaten up, you start to question. Because usually 30 years old is the cutoff if you're going to make it in my business. Me you're too. <laughs> right? 
It is. I mean, it's a. It, there's a. Am I wrong? No, you're, you're yeah, right it's, on. It's really uncanny. Right. Yeah. So I made it like 29 and a half. Went, God, <laughs> dove over the finish line. Like, yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, today, guys, I'm starting 18, 19, 22. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, 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 you, but, but I think sometimes when you start really young, it's harder to have a, a longevity. No question because, about it. Yeah. You know why? There's no foundation to actually participate in the real world. Uh, let's say Clint Eastwood. He used to dig ditches. You had other guys who were in the army. You had guys who were welders. This Charles Bronson was a ditch digger. All these people had jobs that actually they were not glamorous. This mm-hmm. is what the real people do for a living. Mm-hmm. So you start to develop a sense of worldliness. Mm-hmm. When you're an actor and you start at 11 years old and 12, 15, you've never had any other job. You go from junior in high school and now you're a star. Yeah. Where's your life experience? Yeah. is none. Everything is pretend. In other words, if you're raised in a world of fantasy, yes, yeah, you have no chops at all. There's no like you've never been. <laughs> okay, meet me after school at three o'clock. I'm gonna whip your butt. Like, you haven't. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Is this a movie? No, it's for real, pal. <laughs> but first, Big. we have to choreograph it first. Yes, there's no choreograph. <laughs> that right, kind of a right. thing. Right. So yeah, I think you have to. When you lose that element of actually participating yeah. in the everyday, mundane, necessary jobs in life. Yeah. And I like Tom Hanks. All these guys were salespeople. They did this. Sure. And you see it. Yeah. And they're acting. Right. The only successful person I can think of that started out as a child actor is Ron Howard. Because he had good parents. That's right. He, but that's, I mean, that's the only thing, that's the only person I can think of. You know, the secret was he had freckles, and that's what did it. That's what did that, That's, I didn't want to tell you that. Okay. Freckles. All right. There you go. Now, you see, now you there's, get right a, in. there's a thing about starting in this business, and you're young and maintaining the job, whatever. Yeah. And then there's the aging part. Always. It's always, I feel bad for child actors a lot, because there's that transition. Yeah. You fall in love with this cute little thing, like a puppy. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it becomes a snaggletooth dog that's chewing up, <laughs> <laughs> that's messing on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So that kind of a thing, I know. Yeah. I know. It's and it brings me to the Expendables, because that story is very interesting to me. Yeah. About, you want to tell everybody about that story, about the fact that, you know, Maybe you're too old to do movies. Maybe, you know. Well, what it was is a lot of the guys, a lot of the action guys, they have a, a shelf life, too. And I went to a concert where they had rock and roll revival. Every one of these guys was out of the business for 25 years. I said to my these guys are fantastic. Where do you see them? Like the Righteous Brothers. So we go to the Orange Bowl. I mean, the uh, Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. One righteous brother comes out because they're going to drop dead. That's then you right. have the young rascals that are so old, they're all like their false teeth are falling out. They just got three <laughs> dark nights down to one night. And it's getting worse and worse. I said, I know. finally, the last one, blood, sweat, and tears. This guy, I said, this guy was in leather, sexy. You made me so very happy. Okay. He comes out. And corduroy, like he's slept in flip-flops, like these like oh, no. Crocs. Oh, no. And he's saying, you made me so... Ding dong, very happy. Oh, no. Um, so she looked at me. I went, light bulb. I said, this is a horror show. But what if I took a bunch of actors yeah. that have not worked for a while, all action guys, put them together, just the curiosity factor. You'd want to see, the, I got to see this. Individually, you go, ah, I've seen it. He's done. He's over. He's old. But together, it's almost like... Uh, 
it's like putting Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin yeah. and all these guys yes. at one time. Group. Individually, yeah. they're yeah. not as exciting. Right. They're okay. But together, it's like, wow, an event. Yeah. And that's how it started. So <laughs> you take a bunch of losers, <laughs> you split them out, and you turn it into a winning formula. Now, let me, let me ask you this. Oh, it's, so, it's a great series. The, the thing is, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. You guys weren't friends for a long time, right? Because of the competition, was it? Or was it? I mean, look at you now. I mean, this is a... I know. Look I love at you, the, too. Now, I truly hated him. You did? Yeah, I truly Why? Why? Because, you know, we... This reminds me of how we met. I'm sitting there. I don't know who this guy is. huge. Yeah. It's 1976. Right. And we're at the Golden Globes. And, and the winner for best newcomer, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I went... Who the fuck are you? <laughs> really? And I'm looking, he's gloating. It's like, oh, I got this. And then finally, it goes, we're losing. I lose Best Actor. Best Music, Rocky. I mean, how do you do wow. Everything. Yeah. And then finally, we're down to last. Best Picture. I go, oh, please. I want to unload on this guy. Rocky, I went, yeah! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! And we were on a collision course, for yeah. real. But for a long loved, time. Oh, God. 30 years. I'm right? telling you, we couldn't be in the same room. Wow. It, but what, what was fantastic is he drove me, I drove him. It's like a great fighter, Muhammad Ali and Joe yeah, yes, Frazier. Yes. It brought out the best. Yeah. And, and we knew it. It's like, I, come on, just... Keep insulting me. It just wakes me up in the morning. <laughs> Keep going. And it did the same. And now we're like great buddies. How did that connection happen, though? When he started to run for governor, uh, he reached out and goes, hey, it's like, <laughs> hey I need you. In Hollywood, like, no one's helping, you know, because mm -hmm. he was a Republican. Mm -hmm. He's like, mm -hmm. I'll be, I'll try my best. So I showed up out of curiosity. Okay. And next thing you know, I'm on the campaign trail. I'm going, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm throwing hats to people. Like, hey. <laughs> I did, for real. That's so great. And then after that, we just stuck. But he's, he's really unique. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are buddies, and so great. Great buddies. Is there, is there going to be another uh, uh, Expendables coming out soon? You know what? I, I thought, yeah, there is. Yeah. There yeah. is. Uh, primarily, it's uh, Jason's trip. Okay. okay. I do a little thing in it. Yeah. I, I, I kinda, it's mysterious. I don't give away the secret, yeah. but Jason performs the majority of the yeah. heavy lifting. He's great. He's great. Let's talk family. Yeah. How's everything at home? Can be better. I, I love it all. I I'm so happy. Don't believe everything you read. I don't. Now, I have my wife is here. I love her. She, you know, I said, don't let me out of your sight. I just love being around her. Uh, my daughters, we just uh, were in Philadelphia. We're starting to. Yeah. Ah, there they are. There they are. Which they, one? Which one's the oldest? That's the one I saw as a baby. Uh, the, the, the first one. Oh, yeah. That's the baby. That's it. Sophia. That's the baby. Sophia Rose. Sistine and Scarlett and who, yeah, I don't know who that greaseball that is. Guy, I forget that guy. Now, they, they're, the TikTok stuff is happening. Big time, yeah, yeah. Are they yeah, teaching yeah. you how to do that? Well, a, I mean, you know, you like to do feature films. So yeah, but I'm a little dinosaurish for TikTok. Little, but I know. saw you the other day doing I, I, they that. Was want, cool. Every now and then they bring yeah. me in to do right, some right, right. humiliating thing, and I do it. And it turns out really well in TikTok. It's a whole different universe. The bigger great. fool I am, the higher the numbers. It's, <laughs> I, I know. It's really I quite easy. I so, 
I could talk to you forever. You wear so many hats you have, and you still do actor, writer, director, producer. And I know I would be remiss if I didn't say this to you. You're giving anyone advice that wants to be in the business, because it's changed dramatically since yeah. you started, but yeah. you've seen a lot. Yeah. What do you have to say? Okay, I say be a specialist. A lot of actors go in and think, oh, I can do anything. I can do comedy, this tragedy, whatever. Yeah. But so can a lot of other people. If you have a certain knack, if you're comedic, if you're funny looking, focus on that. Okay. Be, be that comedic actor. Don't say, oh, I want to play in a Western. It's not happening. It's like with me. I want to be a cowboy. Although you are on Tulsa. Yeah, like, I'm that? just saying. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't look like a classical cowboy. But I say yeah. specialize in something. Focus on it. And don't be afraid. Also, have a fallback. If you want to be an actor, also study directing. Okay. If, if you screen sure. right. Always be a hyphenate. The day of the one-man band, that's over. Those yeah. days are gone. You have to multitask now. you got to multitask. And, you know, I think it's better when you do know, at least in my business, know a little bit, so you have a little bit more empathy with, with people, how they're producing, how they're directing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that whole thing, yeah. yeah. So much work. People yeah. don't realize these producers, they don't sleep. You know, they don't. <laughs> it's like they don't. All day long, they're just worrying yeah, about the yeah. next gig and how's it going to look. Yeah. So I, I give them a lot of credit. Well, I can't tell you how I lost sleep last night knowing I was going to see you again. Did I, you really? I did. I get nervous when Should I, I see you. Should I believe like, her? Yeah. Okay. You're, you're such a legend, and I Thank know you. I know how uh, I've seen you in other interviews and how wonderful and friendly you are. You're so accessible, and I, I'm thank you for bringing Tulsa King, you know, into oh, a TV my series because it's so good. Thank you. It's so good, and congratulations on everything. Ah, oh, couldn't be happier. Thank, thank you, you very thank much. You. Good seeing you again. Marilyn Dennis does a podcast. New episodes every week. You can download or subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 